I'm Callista. And I'm Allison, and welcome back to I Don't Want to Talk About Politics, a podcast where we discuss the issues you don't want to talk about around the Thanksgiving dinner table. Let me tell you something, Callista. God truly does not want us to record this episode. No, he really doesn't. Try number five of us trying to record this. Yeah, because we keep moving it, and then, well, now the program decided. Oh, yeah, we... We've recorded about six minutes, and then our, and then we heard our the the thing that we used to record reconnect, and we were like, "Was he not recording this entire time?" And by he we mean Craig, our wonderful bot who records our audio. Yes, With some random dude named Craig. It was probably like, who are these crazy per- people? That'd be so funny if we just had, like, a random guy named Craig who just, like, sat in a Discord chat with us and just held, like, voice memos, like, up to the <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, Callista, how was your week? It's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm dog-sitting mm-hmm. and cats and house-sitting, watching two dogs. One cat and one fish. fish. And then I let out some other dogs this week. But yeah. You don't know the or, name. I don't know the name of the fish. And I'm going to ask you this because I asked you this before. What is the name of my fish, Calista? It starts with the name. It's popular Celtic legend, one of my favorite TV shows. I want another fish so I can name it another character from the show. Merlin? Merlin, yes. I was like, I I don't know. Merlin is my beautiful midnight black tail, I think it's what it's called, beta fish. He is pitch black, and then there's like little lines of electric blue in him, and he's very beautiful, and he loves to sit in his little log that's covered in mushrooms. Well, hi, Annie. We, Annie, we has, are... Annie has joined. We've been joined by a pug named Annie. And he, <laughs> loves to sit in, he loves to sit in his little mushroom log and play dead. And I know he's alive, I promise, because he does swim around. But I've had many frights that he's dead. Mm-hmm. You discovered yes. a new social media app this week? Yes. Well, I didn't discover it. It just has been created. Mm-hmm. So Instagram has threads now, which is basically their version of Twitter. Which I find interesting because I'm pretty sure it comes after the whole... Uh, supposedly Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are having a cage fight soon. And so I feel like it was Mark Zuckerberg's way, because Facebook owns Instagram. Well, Meta does, which is ran by Mark Zuckerberg. I'm pretty sure it was a way to, like, stab at Elon, was like, I'm going to create my version of Twitter. Here's my question. What? I think you know where I'm going with this. Yes. I've been quite into WWE lately. Uh Uh-huh. And I would love to go to a live boxing match. Mm-hmm. 
your way out. We go see Mark Zuckerberg fight Elon Musk. Sure. It'd be a great My trip. guess is those tickets will be about a million dollars. Be a great trip. Have some fun. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. There's something else coming up in the podcast that we definitely need to go to. I'm guessing the tickets will probably be about $15. So get ready for that. Okay. Well, yeah. Did uh, you go into the news for this week? Yes. On Independence Day, a powdery white substance was found in the White House. Um, hmm. In an article from Forbes? I don't know where this article was from. Um, they said that a powdery white substance that was tested positive as cocaine in preliminary tests was found in the White House, sparking an investigation. Investigation from the Secret Service. <laughs> what did you say earlier that made me laugh? The or Virginian part. It was supposed to be originated, and I said originated. Originated. Or- originated. Investigation. <laughs> um, the substance was discovered in a work area in the West Wing by members of the Uniform Division of the Secret Service conducting routine rounds through the building. Um, I mean, they're like, all the press that's coming out about it, it's like, we have no idea how it could have gone. It probably was a tourist. Or maybe one of the staff. But we all know it was Hunter Biden. Exactly. It probably... But then also they were all like... Well, all the Biden were gone for the weekend. Okay, he probably left his cocaine behind. My aunt brought up a good point. Where was Kamala? It could have been Kamala. That's what fuels her her dancing. Yeah. He goes, then. Yep. Like, I don't, um, there's not, like, a lot of information on this, but, like, also, there's, like, the whole thing about his daughter right now, where he's not having to pay as much in, um, like, uh, child support, because he's claiming that he's broke. Yeah. Which, I don't know, like, your daddy's been in Congress for, like, 80 years, so I don't think he's broke. No. So, I mean, I really didn't write a lot on this. It was obviously the cocaine bear. It was obviously the cocaine bear. I wrote, mm-hmm. I did title this as the cocaine bear in the White House plus his disowned bear cub. Why does it say 87? I don't know. I don't know what The disowned bear club, 87 club. Uh, I apologize if you hear this pug breathing everywhere. I apologize if you hear the fan in the background of this podcast. I'm recording in my room today, and it's like 90 degrees in here, so you either get a fan or you get me dying midway through the podcast. 
Are we ready for the next news story? Seven Republican attorney generals this week, which was the week of July 7th, um, sent letters to Target and warned that the that select elements from its June Pride collection may be in violation of child protection laws. Um, so in the letters, it said, as attorney general committed to enforce enforcing our state's child protection and parental rights laws and our state's economic interest as target shareholders, we were concerned by recent events involving the company's pride campaign, the letter stated. Our concern entitled the company's promotion and sale of potentially harmful products to minors related to potential interference with parental authority in matters of sex and gender identity and possible violations of fiduciary duties by the company's directors and officers. Uh, Target willingly marketed and sold LGBT. Yep, it has all the letters. I'm just going to mm -hmm. move on. Promotional <laughs> products to families and young children as part of comprehensive effort to promote gender and sexual identity among children. They went on to cite LGBT themed onesies, bibs, and overalls, t shirts labeled girls, gays, and theys. Pride adult drag queen Katea, Katea, which depicts a male dressed as a female in drag, and girl swimsuits with tuck-friendly construction, which, as we talked about in our Pride episode, or whichever episode we talked about, yeah, we talked about it in our Pride episode. Um, the, the swimsuit has no extra cover. Also, by the way, our Pride episode is one of our, like, most listened to episodes right now. It is. All platforms. Like, it grew, like, twice the amount that all of our episodes have grown in a uh -huh. like, very short amount of time. So, thank you so much for giving that much love. We got, like, yeah. a, lot, like a lot of people really like that episode. Or people just mm -hmm. really hate it and are, like, hey, listening to it. So, thank you so much. Yes. Um, what was it going to say? And then also, they continued saying that a lot of the stuff was designed by Prelin, a self-described Satanist-inspired clothing brand. Yeah. So that's what, yeah, some of the shirts, and then like the... I don't know if you ever saw the fanny pack that said something like it was non-binaries -bi will always exist. And it had like pastel colors and like dis disco ball and like cutesy themed stuff. But it was designed by him. Well, the person who does this clothing brand. And yeah, some of their stuff is not great. I'm confused. Uh, so the attorney generals that wrote this were one of from Arkansas, 
Idaho. What's KY? Kentucky? Yeah. Mississippi. Missouri? No. M-O. Yeah. M-O? Missouri. No. Missouri. Yeah. There's no O in Mississippi. No. Mississippi no. is M-I-S. Well, they have it as Miss. It's M-I. is No, M-S is Mississippi. I don't know. Excuse me. It's ma'am. <laughs> Sorry. You really walked me into that one. And a South Carolina attorney general all sent this letter. Now, I don't exactly know other than they were claiming these things. I don't know how they go about what they'll do to Target. Because that collection is mostly gone. I'm confused. I, I, I would like to ask a question. Okay. From a strictly examining our rights point of view, mm-hmm. I am confused on what grounds they are able to like. Okay, I don't think that Target should be marketing it towards this stuff towards kids. Yeah, but I am confused on what grounds they can say that they're not allowed to market it towards kids. Like how. How what they're doing is wrong from strictly a personal rights point of view. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't obviously know what specific, like, parental laws and uh, child protection laws are in place in these states and, like, what they state. Because they're, like, claiming it might be. They haven't fully said whether it is, um, but it might be a violation to child protection laws and parental right laws. Yeah, I'm just confused on how it's, like, a violation to that. Like, it's, like, the only way that I was thinking that it could be, like, a violation to anything is if if they were, like, okay, here we are setting the boundary that stuff like this is like promoting sexual activity and so it's a promoting sexual activity towards kids mm-hmm. what they're trying to say yeah i don't know because like they were like let's see um promotional products to families and young children as part of a comprehensive comprehensive promote gender and sexuality sexual identity among children but I'm like, I don't know. But that's not sexual activity. It's sexual identity. So I could. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and then related to potential interference with parental authority in matters of sex and gender identity. Which is another one I'm confused about. Because in the same way, you could say the same thing. We'll be like, okay, well, if they had a shirt that had Crocs on it. Someone could, someone who was like Buddhist and was rating their kids as Buddhist, could be like, "Well, they're promoting." I don't know exactly. So I, I don't know. I'm like, I, it's like I'm just legitimately confused. Yeah, we'll have to do an update on this story just to kind of see how it goes because, like, mm-hmm. I'm just confused on what grounds this could move forward with. Exactly.
and is if this moves forward is this taking away some of our rights yeah and then it's one of those that's like well if if they do it in this situation what will they do when it comes to things such as christianity yeah because it's establishing a precedent that i don't think i agree with even if i don't agree with the movement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no that's understandable yeah that was everything on that some confusing stories today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is this our last story or do we have one more after this? This is the last one because um my second story is non existent. <laughs> I see that now. Okay. <laughs> A federal judge has limited the Biden administration's communication with social media companies. So um the headline says federal judge has restricted the Biden administration and some government agencies and officials from communicating with social media companies about certain content. Um, the injunction granted by U.S. District Court Judge Terry Dowdy, who was appointed by Trump, which the article care like goes like bends over backwards to mention that they were appointed by Trump. They do that There's- every single time. Yeah, I was like, there's several. But if it's appointed by anyone else... They don't care. I think I've read one article where it's been like an uh, Obama-appointed mm-hmm. judge or something like that. But the rest, they're like Trump-appointed. Mm-hmm. And then otherwise, they'll just leave it at mm-hmm. an attorney general or a district court judge. Like It's like last episode in the Wall Street Journal article where they were like Jackson who is a beautiful black female and world renowned US court judge and Clarence who wrote like a 90 page thesis exactly like that's exactly (laughs) anyways so the injunction granted by US District Court Judge Terry Dowdy says that the parts of the government cannot communicate with social media companies for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing protected speech. Protected free speech. Does this would this go for anyone or just certain people? It's just some government agencies. Yeah. Um. He also said that there's a carve-out that permits the government to warn social media platforms about criminal activity, national security, and foreign election interference. So you can't be like, um, let's ban, like, let's ban Stephen Crowder because he spoke out against, like, Mark Zuckerberg. But you can be like, but the FBI can be like, hey, we see this, like, Unabomber who, like, posts some threats. But overall, this ruling, if it were to become permanent, would represent a big and striking restriction on the government's ability to interact with social media companies. The Biden administration is currently appealing the ruling because, of course, they are. Exactly. When it comes to seeing elections, mm-hmm. we'll just leave it there. Um. The plaintiffs who include, I love this, who include COVID vaccine skeptics, which comes out of 
nowhere. The first time I read that, I was like, what? Not anything else. Just just COVID, COVID vaccines. Nothing else. <laughs> the plaintiffs who include COVID vaccine skeptics focus on Biden and argued that his contact with Twitter represents an attempt by the government to suppress conservative speech. But winning that argument requires evidence that the government was not asking for content to be removed, but applying pressure toward that end. Um, multiple First Amendment scholars and free speech advocates say the sweeping nature of the ruling, the result of a lawsuit brought by Republican attorneys of Louisiana and Missouri, is too broad and hobbled by a partisan agenda. It's predicated on rickety reasoning. It conflates virtually any kind of discussion with censorship, and ultimately, it could end up protecting social media companies from legitimate criticisms. But it's mm-hmm. the thing—it's not protecting them from legitimate criticisms. It's protecting the users of it from too much government interference. So that was decided by a district court. I'm assuming this is going to go up to the Supreme Court because the, mm-hmm. it's like this Biden administration is already working on appealing it. Knowing the current court that we have, I actually do not know if it's going to get passed through or not. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because like, it seems kind of directed towards one side. Mm-hmm. Like How? the court obviously mm-hmm. doesn't want to get fingers pointed at them. I also feel like our court holds very true to the Constitution and doesn't let yeah. that you're too much with it. With their personal opinions, if interfere too much with it, so I'm wondering. Like I don't, I truly don't know if this is a true violation of our rights. Hmm. But also, the Bill of Rights has been made to protect the people from the government. And so I feel like this would give more power to the people, even though they're framing it like it's giving more power to these big social media companies. Exactly. But that's just my opinion. And mm-hmm. I haven't gone through, like, years of, like, law school and done, like, years of judging, like, these justices are. So I kind of hope this goes to the Supreme Court just because I would love to read a little. hmm a little concurring opinion by uh, Clarence Thomas. That's really all. That's the only. That's the only reason you wanted to go. That article that was from um, MSNBC, by the way, and the first part of it was from NPR, and then the other article was from Forbes. I just had to look at my references. Um, that is all my thoughts on that. Unless you have anything else to say. Nope. I'm just here. You're just you're just here. Wonderful. Just here. You're just here. Let's get on to our main topic of this week. So this topic was kind of inspired by um president and founder. Did he find yes founder? Yes. Okay. And he's the current sitting CEO. I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, president and CEO and founder of Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, who came and spoke at GCU last year. October. And, and Calista tries to gaslight me into into believing that I wasn't there, but I was there. 
sorry, I didn't know you at that time. And I didn't realize you were there. And then I say something and you're like, I was there. And I was like, well, sorry. I also don't know who was there, even though I was volunteering. And he talked about the different um, political parties. And he started out his speech by, like, defining each of the political parties in kind of, like, a fun way. Like, he poked fun at libertarians and stuff. And kind of talked about, like, the ideologies of each of these parties. So he did, he did, but he did it in a slightly different way. He did, like, he did, what, like, leftists, then liberals, then Democrats, libertarians, Republicans. Right, and then like the far right is that how yeah. we did it but yeah so we're going to kind of do that we're going to do the major political parties so republican democrat we're going to talk a little bit about libertarian and then you know we love to poke fun at the green party so we'll be talking about them as well and the constitution party which i'm actually quite excited to learn about and then to close it off we're going to get up to some of our normal shenanigans and talk about some Maybe a little bit sillier of parties. And maybe I I I personally have found a political party. I'm seriously considering changing my voting, registering as a voting for because um I went down a very, very odd rabbit hole. Okay. And they include future travel plans for us. Okay. So Let's start out with Ms. Calista with our Republican Party. Yeah, so if I had a guess, I guess most of us or most of you listening are Republicans, but if you're not, that's okay. We love you all. The Republican Party is the party that values family, faith, and its country the most. Um, it's for limited government. The Republican Party advocates for limited government intervention and supports policies promoting free markets, individual liberty, and personal responsibility. They often emphasize reducing government regulations and bureaucracy. (laughs) Words. They're great. Republicans typically promote fiscal responsibility and advocate for lower taxes, reduced government spending, and balanced budgets. So not spending or sending millions of dollars, trillions of whatever we're at, billions of dollars to Ukraine. Millions. I honestly don't know what number we're at at this point. It's disgusting. They believe in the importance of a strong economy and job creation through private sector growth. The Republican Party is known for its focus on a robust national defense and a strong military. They often prioritize maintaining a strong military presence and supporting defense spending to protect national security interests um republicans often often align with socially conservative positions on abortion same-sex marriage religious freedom 
and they generally advocate for traditional values and seek to uphold conservative social norms. So, obviously, more pro life, mm-hmm. um, pro marriage between man and woman, and then relig- religious freedoms. Republicans strongly support the right to bear arms and generally oppose oppose stricter gun control measures. They emphasize the importance of the Second Amendment and individual self-defense rights. Hmm, my favorite one, the border, because our current current um, administration doing real great. How do you how do you lose eighty five million kids at the border, eighty five thousand whatever it is? I think you might lose eighty five million kids at the border when you leave it open. Mhm. Just that's 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 just a a, a hypothesis. Mhm. Testing. Yes. Republican position on immigration may vary, but many Republicans prioritize border security and advocate for stricter immigration policies. They often call for the enforcement of immigration laws and emphasize the need to address illegal immigration, maybe even build a wall, or what was the one, the one political candidate or presidential candidate who was like, build a boundary or something. Oh, what was it? It was... um. Tim, no, it wasn't. It was the it was the California guy. Can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. When he's like, we need to build some barriers. Barriers. There we go. Yeah, because yeah. you can't <laughs> say build a wall because that was Trump's thing. You got to say build a barrier because mm-hmm. people might people- like the barrier a little bit better because apparently it seems less invasive. He was also the same person who said he wanted to pardon Trump, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans often champion states' rights and advocate for devel- devolving power and decision-making to the states rather than federal government, so such as like when abortion went back to the states because, well, it's where it should have been in the first place because it's not in the Constitution. No matter how many times they try to argue it, mm-hmm. it's not in the Constitution that it is constitutional and a government, U.S. government thing. It's a state issue. They argue that states should have more anat- no autonomy in education. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> Healthcare and regulations. And then Overall, the Republican Party tends to be pro-God, pro-gun, and pro-life. I think maybe this is just um, a me thing from an outsider's point of view that a lot of people think that get confused, like, what a traditional Republican is, as in, like, Republican as in, like, the definition. Mm Hmm. Is what people think a libertarian is. Yes. When really, and they think that Republicans actually line up more 
Democratic and Democrats, like, more traditional Democrats, mm-hmm. that they think that Republicans want so much social control. Mm-hmm. When really, it Republicans are strong advocates for less government control, decentralized federal government, more of like state and local governments and not exactly. even more of that just like decentralized to the state mm-hmm. oh and i have one more point you know how the other day we were like honestly what does gop mean like mm-hmm. i just didn't know it means grand old party and i'm like no wonder everyone thinks the republican party is just a bunch of old white men okay let's talk about the democrats also, thank you for looking up that grand old party thing. Why, wait, okay, explain to me this. So, we are GOP? Yes. And, like, okay, I'm so confused in what context GOP is used now. Um, a lot of times it's used, yeah. like, when describing the candidates and stuff. Okay, that's and so- I don't know why. Well, let's talk about the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party is actually considered to be the older of the two parties. And the actual first uh, Democratic president was Andrew Jackson. So the party's principal governing organization is the Democratic National National Committee, which is responsible for overseeing the process of writing and promoting party principal platform every year providing national leadership surrounding campaign fundraising, political activity, and election strategy. Um, Democrats favor social and economic equality. Um, they may prefer, they prefer more government control when it comes to the economy, but not as much private matters. Um, so like the difference between like Medicare and Roe v. Wade, where they're like, the government, like we don't want free market, we like, it's very much like the Democratic Party has kind of evolved into more of the Socialist Party, mm-hmm. where we, like, you know, everyone, we're going to put all our money in a pot, and then everyone gets, like, $2 in the pot. Whereas they're like, but when it comes to your body, like, the government has no say in it. So, we are actually, obviously, we are currently riding by Democrats. Um, our president and VP are both Democrats as well as our Senate. As our Senate is currently controlled by the Democrats. However, our um, House is still sitting as majority Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like who the Democrats are, it's kind of changing a little bit. But traditionally, it's those who are who spent more time in um, higher education. So those who do more college um they're often it's like me to say poorer but kind of true those who are more willing to live off the government those who are foreign or minorities and those who gather in big cities so the biggest cities in the country are all are all democrat phoenix um new york chicago la portland seattle portland's not big but portland seattle um, I guess Miami used to be. I don't know if it still is. Um, which one? Which Texas city super liberal is it? Houston? Austin. Austin. That's what it is. And Austin. 
um, the big one in Georgia. Atlanta. Uh, there we go. I don't know geography. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason she keeps me around. <laughs> yeah. My, my little brother was born in Albany, Georgia. Couldn't tell you that was a city in Georgia. What? I said I couldn't tell you that was a city in Georgia. It's also a city in Oregon. Oh. Couldn't I tell you. Know. But the Democratic Party's like voter profile is uh, is actually kind of switching up, especially as recent because of there's more polarization there, especially regarding like, gender politics. Um mm -hmm. we saw the twenty twenty election with Florida and large amount of like um the Cuban Americans and Hispanic oh Latino Americans who lived in like Florida and that area really shifted Florida and now Florida's like red state when it obviously mm -hmm. you would not be I mean it was like the Miami Orlando um and then in California too like obviously California is still our probably our most liberal state second to maybe New York but mm -hmm. There's a shift in culture there. There's starting to become a shift in culture there that is primarily fueled by the Latino, Latinx, if you're being <laughs> Because many of, I mean, like many of them are coming up are immigrating out from Mexico. All these cities where they're all, I mean, they come from big Catholic, traditionally Catholic families. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think Catholicism was like the number one religion. Yep. So, yeah, that's a that's some information about the Democratic Party. Okay. So now, what the heck is libertarian, anyways? I don't know why I looked at Allison as if she knew. Uh, a libertarian is someone who carries around a little pocket constitution. According to libertarianism. dot org. That was a mouthful. Libertarians believe that in politics, liberty is the most important value. Almost everyone wants freedom for themselves, but a libertarian also seeks to protect and expand the freedom of others. When people are free, we can create more just, just prosperity. Prosperous. Prosperous. <laughs> safer and better world for everyone they believe li liberty means being free to make their own own choices about their own lives that what you do with your body and your property ought to be up to you libertarians think that we ought to hold ourselves and our government to a higher standard that a freer society possible and desirable libertarians strongly support free market capitalism they fight for the civil liberties such as freedom of speech religion and assembly the biggest thing that they fight fight with an air with air quotes just for is the idea of non-aggressive a non-aggression principle. This idea is that being opposed to the intention of force no. or co no 
Initiation. You're right. Initiation of force or coherence. Words and I are not getting along tonight. Speak words for yourself. <laughs> They're not even big words. I wouldn't go in before every podcast and switch out words for you or put like phonetics, the phonetic of it. A force or to achieve. <laughs> Politically or social goals. They believe in peaceful and voluntary interactions between individuals and the opposed aggression, which includes individuals and the government. So they're not very forceful. <laughs> they also just go with the flow, kind of. Libertarians are kind of like hippie Republicans. I could have used that description. <laughs> Hippie or a They're like, peace and whatever, man. <laughs> they really are. Like, they, they have the same value as Republicans. They basically are like, it'll happen as it, when it happens. And it's probably why we don't have, like, a libertarian in office. Because, well, they just go with the flow. I used I did I used to tell people I was a libertarian instead of saying I was a Republican because no one because when you tell someone you're a libertarian they're like oh and to pretend they know what that means. Mm-hmm. So to like all my like super liberal friends, which is like ninety nine percent of my friends, I'm like oh I'm just like a libertarian. Yeah. Well, because also kind of like if you just look at the word real quick, you're like oh, it's like it's like kind of more like a liberal. <laughs> Like, they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I just, and I would just go, I'm like, oh, I just like believe in a decentralized government. Mm-hmm. Like, eh. I'm like, uh huh. And they're like, they're like, I have no idea what that means. And then they go skip off and like post their little black, little black squares. Little black squares. Are we ready for the Green Party? Yes. Onto the actual like hippie donor party. Which I feel like is a running joke that the Green Party is a pothead party when fully their entire party platform is just like environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. But according to their website, website, we're struggling today. <laughs> according to their website, we are grassroots activists, environmentalists, advocates for social justice, nonviolent resistors, and regular citizens who've had enough for corporate-dominated politics. Government must be part of the solution when it's controlled by the 1%, it's part of the problem. The longer we wait for change, the harder it gets. You know what I'm noticing? Mm-hmm. That every single party in here is like, we love non-violent reform. Whereas the Democrats are like, let's burn it to the ground. Exactly. Let's Let's Antifa it. BLM. So the Green Party, they have like everything they do, like all of their their entire platform falls under four pillars with 10 core values. So their four pillars are peace, ecology, social justice, and democracy. 
and for peace it says our country's long wars and worldwide military presence are moral and unsustainable um our military budget must be cut dramatically for ecology they said the human cost of climate change is too high we need to get off fossil fuels and onto renewable energy which is surprising that that's not number one because like i'm listing them in the order that's listed on the website and for the green party to have that as number two is quite odd to me yeah like to have peace before ecology when yeah that's just odd um, and then number three, social justice, um, failing, falling wages and rising bills are hitting most of us and the most vulnerable are hit the hardest. We demand a living wage and a real safety net. And number four is democracy. We demand public, public financing elections, open debates, and more representative voting systems. So like the, Dem like the Green Party or like, I would just say like a subculture of Democrats. Mm -hmm um like i guess they're like stoner democrats you know we got the hippie republicans and the stoner democrats yeah i would like a little like what's it called Promo? what oh i don't know what you a sign I said a drum roll. <laughs> I said Grubhub. <laughs> I was like, I would love some Grubhub if someone to order me some like mac and cheese. It'd be great. Um, no, I really want pizza. I've been craving like Domino's pizza all day. What's it called? Topography? Nope, that's Max. Um, diagram? Yes. To post on our Instagram, I want a little diagram of the different parts. <laughs> Okay. With our designated names for them. Okay. Um, so they have 10 core values, key values, which is grassroots democracy, social injustice, equal opportunity. Did I read through everything, by the way? Or am I, did I stop myself? I did. You read through everything. I was making sure. Okay, so the 10 key values are grassroots democracy, social justice, and equal opportunity. Ecological wisdom, nonviolence, decentralization, community-based economics, feminism and gender equity, respect for diversity, personal and global responsibility, and future-focused and sustainability, which I think is so funny because literally last episode, that is everything we talked about not our country not wanting to be. The way they really just threw feminist in there. Oh, I'm I'm about to hit on that. So there's a couple ones. They have like a little explanation for each of them. I'm not gonna read out all of them just because each one's like a paragraph. You know, a couple of them. Um so once again, they have grassroots democracy first. Um, which like I don't know. It's just about like local government and stuff, which I agree I agree with. More local government. But the two um, for social justice and equal opportunity, they said, as a matter of right, all persons must have the opportunity to benefit equally from the resources afforded us by society and the environment. We must consciously confront in ourselves, our organizations, and society at large, any discrimination by race, class, gender, sexual orientation, age, nationality, religion, or physical or mental ability that denies fair treatment and equal justice under the law. I'm so confused on how we confront that within ourselves. 
They say we must confront that within ourselves and like other things, but I'm so confused on how you confront that in yourself. Calissa, mm-hmm. every morning you need to wake up and you need to look in the mirror and say you are white, you are oppressing others. I mean, that is what they tell us to do. Mm-hmm. They're like, look at yourself in the mirror. Instead of affirmations, you're going to say all of the reasons why you're oppressing people. Um, skipping down to ecological wisdom. This is my favorite one. Human societies much must function with the understanding that we are part of nature, not separate from nature. We must maintain an ecological balance and live within the ecological and resource limits of our communities and our planet. We su- we support a sustainable society that utilizes utilizes resources in such a way that future generations will benefit and not suffer from the practices of our generation. To this end, we must practice agriculture that replenishes the soil, move to an energy efficient economy and live in ways that respect the integrity of natural systems. Calista, we are not separate from nature. We are part of nature. As the start of that is the funniest thing on the planet for me. Yeah. The hippie and the immediately could not take them seriously yeah um so scrolling down to your favorite part feminism and gender equality Mm -hmm. we have inherited a social system based on male domination of politics and economics we call for replacement of the cultural ethics of domination and control with the cooperative ways of interacting with respect differences of opinion and gender. Human values such as gender equity, interpersonal responsibility, and honesty must be developed with a moral conscience. We recognize that the process for determining our decisions and actions are just as important as achieving the outcomes we want. What does that have to do with feminism? They just went, we need some attraction, some, some like social points here. like if i randomly like we randomly title an episode feminist and then talk about i don't know the environment we we title our earth day episode as feminist instead um their one on community-based economics is wild to me let me read this this is the longest one not the on focus and sustainability or their one on ecological wisdom this is the longest community-based economics we support redesigning redesigning our work structures to encourage employee ownership and workplace democracy we support developing new economic activities and institutions that allow us to use technologies in ways that are humane freeing ecological and responsive and accountable to communities. Responsive? It talks back to you? (laughs) Yeah. We support establishing a form of basic economic security open to all. We call for moving beyond the narrow job ethic to new definitions of work, jobs, and income in a cooperative and democratic economy. So socialism, because 
new definitions of work, jobs, and income to a cooperative and democratic economy is a cooperative and democratic economy means socialism. Exactly. Oh my gosh. And then they say, we support restructuring our patterns of income distribution to reflect the wealth created by those outside the formal monetary economy, those who take responsible for parenting, housekeeping, home gardens, community volunteer work, and the like. We support restricting the size and concentrated power of corporations without discouraging superior efficiency or technological innovation. Okay. Yeah. That's the Green Party. Okay. What a truly wild party. Really is. They really said, how can we encompass everything? But also go on the platform of environment. So we're not saying we're Democrats, but basically we believe in everything they believe in. And we'll just throw a few environmental things in there. You look perplexed. I'm just confused, and if you're if your entire thing as a green, like you all need to market yourself better because you're called the pothead party. But when you should be like, like if you're the environmentalist party, you really need to market yourselves around being the environmentalist party. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we ready to move on to the Constitution Party? I am very excited. Okay, so. The Constitution Party advocates for a strict adherence to the original intent of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, The Constitution Party emphasizes limited government, individual liberties, and state rights. The party believes in reducing the size and scope of the federal government and returning power to the states and the people. They advocate for a strict interpretation of the constitution and oppose government overreach for making sure the states get what they what is theirs and the u.s government gets what's theirs the constitution party strongly supports protecting individual rights including freedom of speech religion and the right to keep and bear arms they're not bear like as in a bear I didn't realize you could see my camera when I switched back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're also critical. Three, two, one. Now I'm laughing. <laughs> they are critical of government surveillance and encroachment on privacy, making sure they're not overstepping boundaries, which which some people need to learn this in our Patriot Act. <clears throat> yeah. The party promotes responsible fiscal policies, advocating for reduced government spending, balanced budgets, and a sound monetary 
system. They oppose excessive taxation and believe in lowering the national debt, which certain administrations don't believe in that. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> The Constitution Party is a more pro-life standing party. They oppose abortion, except in the cases where the mother's life is at risk. They also oppose euthanations. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making words up. You can euthanize someone, but it's <laughs> euthanation. I don't know what I see. <laughs> it's I'm a euthanasia. <laughs> they also oppose euthanation. <laughs> they oppose. Assisted suicide. <laughs> so they take the more pro pro life all around stance is what they're getting at. I just can't say um, words. I I've never thought of like a certain party taking a stance on assisted suicide. Mm -hmm. I never thought of that as something that parties take a stance, and I've always thought is that like an individually thing. But that's interesting that their party takes a stance on that. Exactly. The party strongly supports the right to bear arms and opposes any infringement. They believe in the importance of self defense and the ability of individuals to protect themselves and their families. The Constitution Party advocates for secure borders and strict enforcement of immigration laws. They oppose amnesty. I cannot, I cannot with words tonight. <laughs> amnesty for illegal immigrants and support measures to protect American jobs and national security. Which sounds interesting because, like, the other parties, like Republican Party and uh, Libertarians, both like have a stronger opinion on securing the border and everything. But this one's like protecting American jobs. Like, that's one of their big things is got to protect the American jobs. I think that the Republicans will also they don't. Um care like there's no, there's not really like a strong push to stop outsourcing our jobs either. Mm -hmm. Like the Republicans are like, oh, let's condemn I don't know, like all these big companies because we work off factories in like China. Uh -huh. like, I think it's individually as people a lot of people can be like we're condemning this, but I don't know. I think it's yeah. interesting. I mean, yeah, they're like in. It's an interesting party. I feel like they're like again, they're like kind of similar to the Republican Party, but I also feel like they're much more 
we the people like yeah let's stick to the constitution this is the way this should be let's protect our jobs our people like 100%. yeah so that is everything on that so i have way less but you know okay we are going so in our journey to find political parties to talk about we also came across some little kind of sillier political parties and <laughs> We're going to talk about them. So let's start off with Calista. Okay. So a few of mine are not US parties, but you know, it's okay. I might just have to move to a different country in order to register as this party, but so the Donald Duck Party. Excuse me? Uh huh. <laughs> They're a Swedish party. The purpose is to protest votes. So if you don't like any of the candidates, you just are a dental. Three, two, one. A Donald Duck party. You could just not vote for anyone. Vote for Donald Duck, who's not a candidate. And then, oh, apparently I had a different one first, but it's fine. We're going to do it a different way. The best party of Iceland. Obviously, it's from Iceland. It says, all other parties are secretly corrupt. So we will be openly corrupt. You know what? That's fair. I, I, if I were in Iceland, I would register for this party. Because... I mean, why not? If they can be secretly corrupt. You know, it is in fact true. All parties are secretly corrupt, so why not be openly corrupt? Exactly. And then, why not the Polish beer lovers? Party? I I can't even stand the smell of beer, but you know, why not? And, and finally, this is the one that you're going to understand, hopefully, if you remember. <laughs> Yes, I mean. mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm gonna register for real, not really, but this is an American party, so I can, in fact, register without moving. Anti-Nebraska party. Heck yeah, heck yeah! Whoever invented this party, I love you. We here, I don't want to talk about politics or anti-Nebraska. Yeah, so those are my parties I'm considering. I will have to move to a different country for three of them. But the anti-Nebraska party is my number one. Because... But if we move to Iceland, then we can finally accomplish my Viking funeral from that one episode. Yeah. I don't remember if kept that in or not, but I'm keeping this in. So people would be real confused. Good. Um, but also that that party's pretty great. That would probably be my second choice because honestly, you can be secretly corrupt. Why can't you be openly corrupt? A hundred percent. We're definitely running under that and we're stealing the election openly. Openly. <laughs> 
we're gonna we're gonna dig out dig out some votes from the White House basement. Mm-hmm. They have they have charts of people down there, mm-hmm. and in those they just like go down the list and they're like, oh, this person hasn't voted in a while, so let's just pick them. Exactly. Then they're all going to put on fake mustaches and those little glasses with a little fake nose, come back through, vote again. Yes. <laughs> um, I only did one political party because I went down truly a rabbit hole, Calista. Okay. Um, we were we were chatting the other day about our plan for this episode, and I was laughing maniacally the entire time. Mm-hmm. infiltrating of this group that I've done. I'm talking about the party, the United States Pirate Party. Now I thought, this is a joke party. This is some silly, silly fun time. No, Calissa, they take themselves very seriously. Um, the <laughs> United States Pirate Party, their motto is no safe harbor for the ch- enemies of liberty. Which is the coolest motto ever. Yeah. Their beliefs are putting people before corporations, opening up government, defending your privacy, promoting culture and knowledge through copyright reform, fostering innovation by abolishing patents, police reforms, condemn bigotry, pan-Americanism, and foreign policies. So... Just to explain a few of them. And I have some images I can show you too. Explain a few of them. It's weird because they were like the perfect mix of like Democrats and Republicans. They're such an odd they're such an odd, odd party. Well, for one, they're very anti any type of wiretapping, Patriot Act, um, um Anything post eleven, post nine eleven, they absolutely hate. <laughs> like under their defending privacy, they say terrorists may attack the open society, but only government can abolish it. The pirate party will prevent that from happening. Um, okay. They don't believe in patents, which is quite interesting. So, like, even medical patents they don't believe in, which is, like, a very hot topic right now. Have you heard about the whole thing about that, the, like, the deepest black? No. There was an artist who made, like, the darkest shade of black ever, Hmm. except he patented it so that nobody could use it. And there's a lot of people who are really mad about that. So, GCU? Yeah. Um, they talk about police reform, which it's police reform. But for Pan Americanism, because I was so confused on what this means. Um, they basically believe so they say continents have been united in various ways, such as Europe in the form of EU, Africa with AU, or Southeast Asia with ASCAN. With the while the existence of OAS, which is the Organization of American States, signifies a previous willingness to come together in the name of Pan-Americanism, a restructuring from a paradigm of United States dominance to genuine collaboration and friendship is essential. A more united American continent will help each other become stronger and create a stronger bond between every American from Greenland to Patagonia. 
so basically what they're trying to say is that North America, Central America, and South America should all become one and become Pan America. Okay. Did it, that really, that really, it really tossed me around for a bit. And so say, they said, we advocate for an increased diplomacy between Central, South, and Central America, South America, and the Caribbean, especially where we do not have a good record of friendly and diplomatic relationships. We need to earn the trust of our fellow American countries in the new world by being a helpful ally rather than an overarching imperial authority. Excuse me, we're not England. No, we are American England. We advocate for increasing trade and signing friendship treaties with these. They say friendship. This is a party of friendship, by the way. Um, we advocate for increasing trade and signing friendship treaties with these countries in order to assist them economically helping to bolster the continent's economy in general and strengthening their cultural ties with Americans we call for freedom, free movement for Americans from every American country and we advocate for ending the Cuban embargo and lifting sanguine on Nicaragua or Venezuela It's no secret that the treatment of Latin Americans and other ethnic slash cultural minorities within these United States have been less than stellar. There will be higher expectations if we claim that we have changed for the better, rightfully so. It takes years of work to repair the damaged relationships and restore the continental trust back in the USA and its citizens. That is something that is something we here at the U.S. Pirate Party, joined in partnership with the pirate parties on the American continents, are committed to doing. So... Um, they have a Discord. And you, I'm gonna guess you joined this Discord. I did. I had to do like a, I had to do like a little bit of an introduction process. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, I joined the Discord. It's called U.S. Pirate Party. Um, and so I had to go into like the little lobby and stuff. And I had to introduce myself. I had to give myself pronouns, Calista. Um, so I had to introduce my name. So I said Allison, she, her, my favorite political quote, which is loyalty to country always, loyalty to the government when it deserves it, which is the Mark Twain quote, and how you found the research pro and how you found the pirate party. And I said doing a research project. And someone called me and literally almost immediately I got labeled as an imposter. From someone from Washington. Oh yeah, you were telling me this. Yeah. I remember I, you randomly were like, you're an imposter. So it took me, so that happened and like an hour later I was let in. And then I had to go through this entire thing where I like put my, like when I was born and then where I was from, my pronouns, my age. And so then I got admitted into the United States Pirate Party. And so they have a lot of stuff. There's like polls they do every day. They talk about general topics. Like I've been involved in these conversations. Like I'm talking to people. Look, Cluster, I've been at this for like three days. Um, they have an entire young pirate section, which is for pirates who are under age to 25. So I joined that too. And, um, they have, like, all these different issues they talk, they talk about. So they have, like, the pirate wheel, which is all these different issues. 
um they have national conferences so the last two the last couple years they've been digital but this year right they're right now they're voting so there was a national conference 2022 and then the 2023 conference which was in march was called the parody mcpirate face conference and right now they're voting on where the 2024 conference is being held which is why I texted you that we might have to go to Philadelphia. I honestly thought you texted the wrong person. And I was so confused because I was just like, out of the blue, I get a text that says, we might have to go to Philadelphia next year. And I was like, Philadelphia? Question mark? Like, well, why? <laughs> Um, and so then what I told her is from, I was like given a role. So I'm underneath the, um, what they, the Northwestern pirates and there's a group chat for each state. So in the Oregon group chat, wait, um, I found, this. oh no, go ahead and copy this. I, I love the keyboard. <laughs> There's a little symbol for the Oregon Pirate Party. Um. Anyway, some more information about I. But truly, I love this so much. <laughs> they had some new elections. Um. They actually, it's actually kind of cool. Is because they have like roles where you can do like there's like different channels where there's like a lot of collaboration like this is truly very well organized so there's like a whole thing between the northwest pirates and the heartland pirates as well as like all the northwest states and then under the northwestern pirates there's all the different states so there's alaska idaho montana Nevada, mm -hmm. oregon and utah and they each have a little symbol so alaska has a moose idaho has a potato montana has a mountain nevada has is that I don't know what that is. Oh, it has a little slot machine. Oregon has a um, a beaver. Utah has a bumblebee. And in Washington has a green square. I don't, I don't know, why, know. I don't know why they wouldn't do like a cup of coffee. Or an apple. Or a nut. Or an evergreen tree. Why a nut? Because aren't you guys like the number? You're like uh, actually Oregon. Never mind. Oregon's the number one producer of hazelnuts. I was like, we're number one producer of apples, and technically, we produce more potatoes than Idaho. Idaho is the potato state. You will never let anyone look that down, will you? No. We anyway. got in an argument over it once. It with the group that we used to do co-op with like some of our friends because some of them were from idaho and then there was us and then we were learning about the states and yeah we got an argument but it's quite it's actually quite inter interesting like um people really care in this like they put a lot of effort in there's a lot of push for people to run for office and pushes to do like it's quite interesting and it is quite a wide range of mm -hmm. views on political topics um it is very funny in their memes chat they hate on both democrats 
and republic democrats and republicans equally mm-hmm. and it makes me laugh every single time um so if hypothetically somebody from the pirate party was elected into office how do they go about convincing all of the north american countries and all the south american countries and the Caribbean, all to join. How, how do you go about that? Because you're obviously going to have like a few people, on, a few countries on board, but there's going to be a lot of countries that are like, no. It's a hard pass for me. Um, But they do bring, here's a quite interesting thing. So today, the main topic on the off-topic thing, on the off-topic was talking about Biden. Um, and there's very mixed reviews on Biden. So apparently there's like this story that came out that said that Biden yells at staffers. Mm. Which I didn't hear. So I'm not like Me neither. <laughs> I was going to say because you're an ostrich with your head stuck in the ground, and then I realized that was the old take of this episode. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It was the first take. And then he said, and then someone says, someone goes, okay, how does that take precedence over the lives of Iraqi, Syrian, and Somalian civilians? That's kind of an odd thing to pivot to, which I don't know the context of this conversation. And then the person responded, it's contrasting his tendency to be loud in private, but silent in public about what little good he managed to do. He's terrible at using the bully pulpit, but he's great at yelling at individuals, be they underlings or people at his campaign events. What the heck? Oh, interesting. Half of them hate Biden and the other half love him because there was an entire thing. Let me find it. This is funny. Someone says whenever whenever Russia talks about Nazism, it's truly is just a Soviet. (laughs) What? I I love this. I truly love this group. I I have found my people. <laughs> it may be a people I'm infiltrating, but I found them. But they were talking about something that we were talking about earlier in um in last episode and I wanted to bring it up. Let me find it. Don't get kicked out of the group that you're infiltrating. We talked about it last episode about how Biden hasn't done anything monumental. And we were having this conversation actually today on it. And I think it's kind of interesting. So one person uh-huh. says it sucks to be the server's bo- Brandon's spokesperson. You're on brand. What? What? Because it was in response to the what? But it cannot be overstated how powerful the Supreme Court has become. Without the House, there isn't much anyone in the White House could do. At least Obama had executive orders on his side with these justices. I don't think it would work. 
And while it's likely the Dems take the House next year, the Senate isn't looking so good. We are currently in a timeline where it's in humanity's best interest that Joe Manchin both run for Senate and win. In other words, the bad timeline. And then so we, and then I remember how we, we were also talking about how he's done this thing with Pactful. And then someone listed out all the things that they believe that he did was like super impactful. Okay. Well, almost completely ending drone warfare, expanding drone warfare oversight, appointing a liberal judge to the Supreme Court, backing Ukraine, backing Taiwan. We did not back Taiwan. <laughs> Recognizing the Armenian genocide, outsmarting House Republicans on the debt stealing hostage situation, and attempting to forgive student debt, ultimately foiled by SCOTUS, are all good things that wouldn't have happened under Trump. And as much as I love Bernie, he wouldn't be any more capable of usurping the, the Supreme Court any more than Biden is. Edit. I can't, be I can't believe I didn't mention Biden ending the transgender military ban and setting the refugee cap at 125,000. For reference, Trump's refugee cap was, was 15,000 and his goal was an eventual cap of zero. Okay, but she said, or this person says, um, attempt to, uh, on the student debt. Go back to the student debt. My point thing is Brandon's spokesperson. But yeah, that too. I want to get in closer. The thing is, I want to get in here and argue with people so bad. Uh-huh. But if I argue with people, I get kicked out. Yeah. But no, the fact that this person was like, yeah, attempted to stop student debt. I kind of like you're you're listing that as an accomplishment, but that was an only and an was only an attempt and that didn't happen. And how can you say appointed a little judge and then also say he was foiled by the Supreme Court? If you text me tomorrow and be like Allison, what have you been doing up to? And I'm like, I have been in the trenches arguing. You're like, so actually, I woke up at 7 a.m. just to get in a debate. <laughs> I woke up at 7 a.m. I am now on my way to Central America to do a conference to help unite Pan America. I'll be like, hey. I kind of want to ironically make this my entire brand. Like, I might just, like, switch to, switch my bio and just, and I just ironically make myself fully the party, become one with the party, till it is no longer ironic. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. Let's do it. I don't even have the energy to do pop culture this week me neither all right no pop culture this week we're both tired we'll talk about we'll move this to next week um it'll be a fun one it'll be a fun one and we need we need a fun one after what we're talking about next week uh-huh all right Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of I Don't Want to Talk About Politics. 
uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at IDWTAP underscore podcast. Also check out our personal Instagrams at Allie.Joy173 and CalistaJ1776. As always, in the description below, you can find the link to our references page. You can send us a voice message or an email or both if you're feeling cute. For those listening on Spotify, make sure that you vote in this week's poll, which will also be in our YouTube community post. Mm -hmm. Would you consider joining a different party? Would you consider joining the pirate party? Would you consider joining the pirate party? And to that, I'd say 100% yes. Because <laughs> I love this conference so bad. <laughs> um, Calista, what are we talking about next episode? Next episode, we're doing a little bit of a different episode. We'll be talking about the number one movie in the country, Barbie. Just kidding. Even though we will definitely be talking about Barbie when it comes out. We'll actually be talking about The Sound of Freedom. A movie that pulls back the curtain on sad and dark realities of human trafficking. If you haven't yet, we definitely recommend that you go see the movie. Because there will be a definite... That's not a strange word. No, it's not. <laughs> because there will be a definite... Nope. Spoilers. No. There will be... <laughs> there will be definite spoilers. Um, there's a link in our bio on Instagram where you can mm-hmm. donate so other people can get tickets and I think you can also get free tickets from that link too. I believe so. Um but make sure that you check it out. It's a pretty incredible movie. There's apparently some backlash going on in the media right now, which we'll talk about next week. Mm-hmm. A little bit on kind of the realities of human trafficking and our overall thoughts on the movie. Yes. Like all the that's going on around it. It'll be a little bit of a different episode, but it'll be quite interesting. And mm-hmm. we'll have a little fun pop culture segment at the end, which I think we're both very excited. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening this week. I know we were a little um, bonkers. Calista we- couldn't say words. Calista <laughs> say words, and Allison, um, Allison's snuck behind Emily Lines. Yeah. And my computer is about to die in about five minutes. All right. Okay. We'll see you next week. <laughs>